Welcome to the Queer Body Podcast, where we are redefining the edges of identity and healing with your host, Dr. Laura Polak, a somatic healer and chiropractor. Let's join the podcast. Good morning and welcome to the Queer Body. I am absolutely thrilled to have Stacey Haynes back to lead us in an embodiment practice. Welcome, Stacey. I'm delighted to be here again. So, Stacy, we were talking about resilience in our last meeting over a month ago. <laughs> we're both remembering. Um, and I know that one of the ways that we create resilience is by being centered in ourselves. So could you talk to us a little bit about that and then guide us on a journey of centering? Yeah, for sure. Happy to. Um <clears throat> So, you know, we kind of talked about that um, it might be helpful to do three different practices. Mm -hmm. So much about resilience and feeling and accessing our resilience is being able to feel and access it in our own bodies Mm -hmm. and our sensations, how it affects our emotions, right? It's like letting it percolate in like water would soak into soil. So um, uh, we can start with a body scan which is really getting to know our soma, our body, ourselves deeper, more deeply. Then we'll shift to a centering practice, which is kind of how to organize ourselves on purpose toward resilience and toward things that we care about. Mm -hmm. And then we'll do a little movement practice that we call rowing, which is taking the whole kit and caboodle into like action. How do we stay connected to that as we're navigating actually our, our, our lives? I, Absolutely love it. Perfect. There's a couple words I'd like to kind of remind people of. I love your definition of Soma. Mm -hmm. And then if you would also remind us what it means to be embodied to you, what does embodiment mean? (laughs) The big questions. The the short version of the big questions. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I tend to use the word Soma because it helps us reorient this default way that we've often been taught to think about body. We've been often taught to think about the body as an object, as like this thing that we take care of, and that the who we are is our mind or our thinking or the emotion we're having at the moment. So what SOMA does is it reminds us that we're really these whole living organisms. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're this dynamic, alive process that our thinking is a part of, right? So what SOMA means is it's our thinking self, it's our emotions, our emotional self, it's our, our um, physical being. It's also our kind of stance toward how we relate, right, or connected because we're, we're social animals. And then it's also um, a, a spiritual self. So the soma is like, it means the living organism in its wholeness. So it helps us get away from objectifying the body as a thing. So I'll say body and soma, but that's what I mean by it. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I think I'll add for our listeners in there that that also means that when things come up in any of those things, both positive and negative, that that is being with our soma, that we've been a little bit conditioned by both the wellness industrial complex and the medical industrial complex to think that when something is uncomfortable, that we need to go get that thing fixed And if we put it back into context, back into this idea of the soma in relationship to other things, we can see ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. 
That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. The more we're, this gets to your second question, the, but the more we can be in our felt senses, like mm-hmm. live inside of our own, own bodies and beings again, there's so much beautiful information. Sometimes it comes as pleasure. Sometimes it comes as pain. Sometimes it comes as spaciousness, but beautiful information inside of our senses, both about what we care about, what brings us resilience, but also about the embodied habits or survival strategies. Like there's just so much information in our sensations, of course, in our feeling and emotions, and of course, in our thought process, right? So, you know, it's like getting connected to all of it. So embodiment to me is in some ways I might call it the process of coming alive again, Mm. right? Coming back and living inside of ourselves and being able to, connect to our deeper cares or our longings it's about noticing where there's wounding or the impact of trauma and oppression that needs attention and healing and getting support in that it's about like finding and leveraging our courage right toward the social or climate justice we want to make in the world or toward the qualities of relationships we want to build right so embodiment is a process of like coming more alive of coming into more connection with ourselves and then also how we be, act and relate in the world. All of that is a part of embodiment. So it's not just feeling ourselves. Awesome. That's great. But it's really the, 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 the healing process and the growth and development process of coming alive, coming connected to what we care about and then relating that to how we actually live and be and what we do in the world. But, you know, I know it's kind of a mouthful to try to define that, but you did that beautifully. I really appreciate all of that. I am just for a moment going to move us back to this trauma piece that we we have. I know I talked about this with Fresh Lev way back. I know I've talked about it with many people about that we do store habits in our body mm-hmm. that serve us really well. Mm-hmm. And I think that, again, we've been taught to think that they're negative. Mm-hmm. And I know that you talk about this. I know that lots of other people talk about loving those pieces and thanking mm-hmm. them for actually taking really good care of us as we are feeling the other things. So as I as we move into practice today, I really invite our listeners to be with all of you. There isn't a right way to do this. There's a curiosity that you bring to it. Um, and a willingness to learn what what all of this means. It takes time to get to know anybody. And if we're getting to know ourselves again, that takes time too. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Exactly, exactly. And the curiosity is just like sensing and feeling and discovering what's there as really important information. And like what you said, as a way to be getting to know ourselves, right? Again, or, or anew. Awesome. I love it. Hey. Yay. Well, let's let's do a body scan. And again, inside this practice, it's really a practice of sensing, feeling, and n- noticing what we feel, noticing what we sense, and again, getting to know ourselves kind of from the inside out. It's also a practice of building our somatic awareness. Many of us have been taught and trained to become more numb to ourselves as a protection strategy or just because, you know, we are told a lot how we are supposed to be and how we are not supposed to be. 
And so this is a way to just drop in and go, oh, how am I actually? So, right. so you can sit down, lie down, just get in a position that's comfortable for you today. Am I just going to drop our attention into sensing and feeling? And our thinking will keep happening. And sometimes it might drag us into some idea or some memory, but we're just going to keep bringing our attention back to sensing and feeling. And we'll just go ahead and start in our heads and in our faces. Yeah. So just bring your attention into your cranium, into your head, into your face. You can have your eyes open or close them as we do this. And just notice what sensations you notice there. And sensations can be temperatures. Like I notice inside my head feels warmer and the tip of my nose feels cooler. The air is a little cool on my skin. You, you can notice temperatures. You can notice where you feel more relaxed or where you feel more, more tense or contracted. Like I notice my eyes, maybe from staring at the screen a lot already today, feel a little bit more tense. And I'm like, oh, I could relax them back into the socket a little bit. So again, notice where do you feel more relaxed? Where might you feel a bit more tension? You don't have to change anything, but if you notice something that's tense and you want to soften it a little bit, that's totally fine. If you don't, great. Just leave it like it is. And the other way we can notice sensations is movement. So you might notice even the breath moving in and out of your nose or mouth or in your throat. Maybe you feel like a twitch or some streaming or tingling. All those would be ways that we might notice movement inside of ourselves. So noticing our heads, faces, just noticing what's happening now. And because things are always changing inside of us, it might even be changing as you're noticing. Yeah. Where we bring our attention, we tend to notice more aliveness. So as you, as we notice different parts of our bodies, our somas, as we go, you might notice like, oh, I didn't notice anything there, but now my attention is there, boom, things might show up. So good, let's bring our, just bring our breath, bring our attention now more into your neck, throat, and then just across your shoulders collarbones, those of you who, the trapezius, which is the top of the shoulders, back of the neck, front of the neck and throat, just noticing again what's there. Again, it might feel more relaxed, or you might find some tightness. Or you might even notice places you can't feel or that feel numb. That's just awesome to notice too. That's just part of in somatics, what we would call your shaping, right? And that's all really important information of like, huh, I'm more numb there. Let me be curious about that. Cool across the top of the shoulders, noticing, sensing, feeling from the inside out. And then let's, all, let's just gently keep bringing our attention down and let's go to the whole chest cavity. So that's like your upper back, your shoulder blades, your whole rib cage, which is this amazing thing inside of our bodies. It's actually built to move because it moves as we breathe. And it's protecting all of the big pumps, right? The lungs, the heart, our liver. So just noticing the back of your chest, 
You might feel inside. Do you feel warmer? Maybe you can just notice your lungs moving as you breathe. You might even notice your spine, right, going from your neck down. You might notice your front side or the clothes on your skin, any of that sensing. Just kind of practicing living inside of yourself. Sometimes we're just living in our ideas or our heads or symbols. And there's a way to keep coming into our lived experience. Often we can experience many of our emotions around our chest and heart. So you can just also notice like, hmm, what am I noticing emotionally? Yeah, we all have the capacity to feel a wide range of emotions and they tend to get truncated based on what we're allowed to feel or not allowed to feel. So just noticing, sensing, and we feel emotions many places in our bodies, but they tend to concentrate a lot around, around our hearts. And one more time, let's just drop our attention down into your like diaphragm, solar plexus, down into your abdomen, your sides, your back. So just dropping into your stomach, belly, intestines, dropping down. From the inside out, sensing, feeling, noticing. Maybe your belly moves as you breathe. And you could notice the rest of your spine all the way down to your tailbone. Maybe you're digesting and you notice that from the inside out. Maybe you can notice a quality like it's more liquid and moving or maybe the quality you notice is like wow it feels more wooden right you just notice for you today right now what are you sensing and feeling in this part of you and then we're going to include our our arms our upper limbs just noticing sensing your arms from the inside out, elbows, wrists, many, many bones in the hands. And you know, we all have different bodies and we all have different somas. Noticing what's there for you. And there's a funny question, but you can notice, do my arms feel connected to my bodice? or not so connected. And that can just tell us something again about our, how we shaped and adapted over time. Sometimes we pull ourselves out of certain parts of our bodies because that was a really good adaptive thing to do. And this just helps us notice that. And also, you know, we're just gently inviting ourselves back into all of us, your wholeness. Temperatures, pressures or relaxation, movement. Just keep feeling for that, noticing that. And then let's drop down a little bit more. Let's drop down into our hips, our pelvis, include the genitals. If you're seated, you might notice your weight in your seat. Or if you're laying down or standing, just noticing hips, pelvis, temperatures, movement, even qualities again. What's there for you? And then let's keep dropping into the lower body. 
So we can go through the upper legs. Right, so very long bone in the upper leg, right? The femur. And then we have all these quadriceps, four muscles, hamstrings, a lot of awesome action going on there. Just noticing, can you feel your upper legs from the inside out? Might be cooler on your skin and warmer or cooler on the outside of your legs and warmer on the inside. Just sensing and feeling, maybe there's movement. Movement might be going upwards or might be going downwards. Or maybe there is more of a stillness. So like, hmm, I can feel one leg more than I can feel the other. Just notice what's there for you. As we keep going, especially going down, it tends to, for many people, to be harder to feel our lower bodies. So if you're getting distracted, I think it's okay. You got distracted, just come back. You could also touch your legs from the outside. That can help you feel them from the inside or even move them a little bit. Like move your ankles and toes around or move your legs a little bit and then go still again and feel. All those things can help. Down into the knees, the shins, the calves, your ankles, and then those amazing feet. <laughs> Sensing, feeling, what are you noticing in there? Where places that are harder to feel, it's fine. You can just notice that. What's easier to feel and sense. And keep breathing. The more we breathe, in some ways, the more deeply we can breathe, the easier it, it makes it to feel. And also something that helps us sense and feel is to relax our jaws, at the hinge and at the chin, and to relax our eyeballs rest them back into the sockets, right? All those tensions in the head keep pulling us back up to the head. So when we relax that as much as we can, it's easier to drop down and feel more in the lower part of our, our somas. So there's two more things here. With your feet, whether they're flat on the ground or not, just notice, it's like, hmm, do my lower legs and feet feel connected down to the ground or do they feel a little bit more floaty or even pulled up from the ground? Just noticing. And again, no bad with any event. Just go, huh, wow, I don't feel that weighted into my lower, lower legs and feet or I do, right? Just noticing that quality of relationship. It's really to gravity and to the earth. Are we resting onto the earth and into gravity or are we like pulled up and and in some ways fighting gravity a little bit. Again, these are all super good survival strategies or habits, and it's just good to notice. Let your attention feel your whole body now. We went from head to foot, including front and back and side to side. If you notice your whole body, as you feel yourself, are there any places where there's kind of a separation or a break? Like maybe from the top of your body to your lower body? Is there maybe a break or a separation at your stomach or at your pelvis? Or for some of us, that separation happens side to side. Again, these are really strategic ways that sometimes we adapt and organize inside of our own somas so that we can deal with what we're dealing with in our lives and in our conditions. So if you notice any of that, it's like awesome, such good information. 
in how to get to know your soma and then work with whatever's there in your own process of, of healing or growth. All right. That's a body scan. That is like, let's keep getting to know ourselves from the inside out and get to like relearn how to live inside of our aliveness, inside of our bodies. If you like this practice, it is such a great thing to just wake up in the morning and go, let me get in my body and take two minutes, right? It doesn't take too long. Just go, let me, let me feel my limbs. Can I find them? How's my belly and back? Right, just gives us a place to wake up that way or go to bed that way. Cool. All right. Anything you want to say before we shift into centering? There's always so many things I want to say. (laughs) I think the things when I think about people might be listening I think that there's often a question of why that is not helpful Mm -hmm. so I just encourage people to just notice and I guess when I talk to people I often say when you're sitting with a friend and they have something happening they mostly just want you to hear them They don't want you to give advice. (laughs) And we're all tempted to give advice to try to fix our friends or our family or whatever's happening. Ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, I find it to be really true with the the scan, that people Mm -hmm. find places that maybe emotion comes up or they're disassociated or disconnected in some way. It feels frozen. And there's a why there. And I think... The, the thing I'd really like to add is just that there's there's no need for a why. Just like you'd listen to your best friend, I think it's really important just to hear what your body's telling you. Beautiful. Right, it's like witness first, be with first. Yes. And then there can be a, a process of discovery and unfolding from there, but I'm right with you. It's just like, well, that deep being, right, with ourselves or with each other. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Now we get to ground. This is fun. Thank you. So good. This next practice is a centering practice. And really what that is, is it's a, it's a way to, again, keep practicing being inside of our bodies, being inside our aliveness. And then in some ways, kind of balancing ourselves or grounding or organizing ourselves on purpose. This is the centering practice. The purpose inside of centering, right? All of our practices have purposes, um, that 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 we're we're practicing so as to embody the intent. So it's to get present, open, and connected, right, with ourselves and with with the world, and connected to what we care about, right? Or you know, in somatics, we'll call it like what's our purpose or what's our declaration or our guide of what's important to us in our life. So that's a different conversation, but that's the intent of this practice. So, because we just did the body scan, we're ahead of the game. (laughs) So let's again drop into our sensations in our body and drop purposefully down just about an inch below your belly button. So we're dropping our attention way down into that lower abdomen. And for any of you who are dancers or do sports or like singers, right, it's dropping into that deep belly, actually our our center point in in our physical bodies. So we just want to really drop our attention down below our bellies to what we'll call center. If it helps to put a hand there, it's like you can put your thumb 
almost just gently on your belly button and drop the rest of your hand below it. That's really our center. So bring a breath or two there, bring your attention there and see if you can kind of feel the the sphere of that, right? It's not just on the front of us. It's a whole sphere that dropped open attention. And then from there, we're going to center ourselves in four dimensions or four directions. And we're going to center first in length. So that means we're dropping our weight into our lower body and we're lengthening up at the same time. It's like we're filling out our full height or filling out our full length. And again, many things have taught us to not do that or to be a little popped out and above ourselves, all different things. And this is a way to go, oh, I can center inside my own body and inside my own length. Grounding down, settling our weight down into the lower body and making more space between the vertebrae, just lengthening up. And then balancing top and bottom. Oftentimes we're top heavy because we're head heavy, right? So this is balancing top and bottom. And inside of length, we also really hold this as a practice of centering in length and centering in our inherent dignity, right? It's like the inherent dignity of all life, including us, just as a practice. So that's the first direction. Second direction is with all that length, we're going to center in width. So that means just like let yourself fill out left and right or unfurl, so you're filling back up your width. Even if you wanna stretch your arms side to side, you can do that to just kind of feel how wide, right, we can be. There's so many things in our world, and particularly with trauma and oppression, that keeps telling us to shrink, and this is unshrinking, right? Or for folks with more privilege, it might be like taking up too much space, and this is like resting into our right size. Yeah, not over-efforting, not shrinking. So feeling the width of your shoulders across your collarbones. Maybe feeling the width of your ribs on your next breath, side to side. Finding the width of your hips. Yeah, good. And then again, balancing left and right. It's like, okay, am I filled out in both sides? Yeah, good. So centering in width, and inside of that, we're centering in interdependence and connection, right? It's like I can let myself out, I can let others in. Every time I take a breath, I'm letting air in, I'm letting air out, right? Like the truth of interdependence, we're reminding ourselves of that in width. Good, so centered in length and dignity, centered in width and interdependence, and then we're gonna go with depth, backside, inside, front side. So because so many of our devices pull us to the front, let's feel our back bodies first. Sometimes you could even just feel into the space behind you. It's like, oh, right, there it is. Yeah. And then maybe you can feel the space between your shoulder blades or find your glutes, right, your butt. Or maybe you're going to find the back of your heels. Right? So really feeling for in the back of the head. Feel for your back body. Right, and that space behind you. One way we think about that back body is history, your lived experience, all the skills and experiences and knowledge and wisdom, right, that you bring from that. It can be lineages, right, your ancestors, lineages of learning or social change that you're connected to. We can kind of go, oh, right, all that history is at our backs, right? Three billion years of evolution on this planet is at our backs. 
right? And we're not the end of it. Yeah. Good. So all that back body come inside of you. Maybe this time when you breathe, you feel the depth front to back in the breath, in the ribs. Maybe you can find the front and back or the depth in your hips. Maybe you can just feel the length of your feet. Uh, just making a little bit more space inside of ourselves for life, for you. Yeah. You know, I remember we used to talk about all the time that the most present thing in our bodies was water. Now the latest thing that science says, the thing that there's the most of in our bodies is space. Because yeah. inside every single cell, there's all this space. Right. I'm like, oh, wow, in our depth, how can we begin to discover more spaciousness, more room for our aliveness, our emotions, our, right, the whole thing. Right. Then come all the way through to your front body. Maybe find, feel your sternum on your chest or your kneecaps or your forehead, right, front body. So again, we're balancing back to front. Are you pulled back? Are you pushing forward? Are you popped out forward? Whatever that is, just go, oh, let me find my depth. Let me be in my back, my insides, and my front, and balanced front and back. All right, centering in depth. Good, and let's put them all together. We are one whole, so centered in length, width, depth. Feel what it's like to just be practicing that balancing and centering inside of your wholeness inside of your soma because meaning and purpose are very important for us as people and humans. Yeah. The last thing we want to center on is just remind yourself who and what's important to you. It's like maybe social change is important to you and, and liberation is important to you. Just remind yourself of that. Let yourself feel that. Or maybe right now what's most important to you are your beloveds right? It's like, great. Just bring them and be like, no, my beloveds are really important to me right now. Center on that or those relationships. Yeah. Or maybe what's most important to you right now is your own healing and growth. Awesome. Right. Center on that. So we just want to remind ourselves, right, what's important to me? What's meaningful to me? And feel that from the inside out. And then let yourself also center with that. It's almost like let that spread out and inform your whole nervous system. Oh yeah, this is what's important to me. Let it inform your tissues. It's almost like letting yourself remember. Mm -hmm. And then feel and fill that out. You know, part of what we're doing in centering is getting present, right? Open to ourselves again, balanced. And then reconnected to what's important to us. Because there are about a million plus distractions. Right. Like pressures, triggers, all these things that throw us off. We're like, man, this entire week, have I paid attention to what's important to me? Yes. I mean, I can go all, that whole time of like, I'm just fulfilling my to-do list. <laughs> right. And reacting to what's happening in the world, which is so understandable, right? Or in my communities. And this is a way to go, oh, no, okay, once a day, I'm going, what's important to me at this, at this time in my life? Because it changes throughout our life, right? It grows, it develops. What's important to me at this point in my life? And how do I keep as best as possible relating from there? 
making decisions from there, deciding how to spend my time from there as much as possible. Cause there's also shit we don't choose. Every day. So, yeah. So centering, that's a centering practice. And I really encourage folks. I mean, can you set some alarm on your phone twice a day? And when it goes off with some music or sound you like, you can be like, oh, I'm going to spend the next three minutes and center myself. Come back to myself. Come back to a balance where I'm in, in my own body and reconnect to who and what matters to me. Right? It's like we build this as a muscle that we can come back to it, the centering process over and over again. So it becomes easier and easier to get there and more and more embodied as a choice and an option. I love the centering practice. And I want to, um, these are the questions I get all the time in my practice is, wow, that didn't take three minutes, Laura. Should I, if I do 30 minutes, is it better? Or if I do 20 minutes? And what I say to almost everybody is having the practice and doing it frequently is what matters. And I was in class all weekend with this wonderful teacher, Stacy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and Stacy always says 300 times for muscle memory and 3,000 times for embodiment. So I think doing a regular short practice is equally as powerful. And if you have time to do a long practice, go for it. But I think the question of time is often paramount in people's lives. Yeah, I, I love that. Exactly. Repeat. Whatever you can repeat is, is the best. Right? <laughs> this is so nice. It's so nice to practice with you. What Just so lovely. And I, I want to let people know while we did a quiet centering, that we can take centering into our lives all the time. Like, cool, you're walking your dog, center while you're walking. Taking a shower, center while you're showering. If you can remember when you're with someone or in a conversation or on a Zoom, center while you're in conversation, right? That idea is that we bring this at, actually in, into action or into our lives, so. Yeah, I love that. I think that's super important. Um, I really want to say from my heart, I, I think this is where transformation and revolution happens. And so for you to take time to guide us on this journey, it really, I mean, I could get all teary-eyed with gratitude. I think it's paramount to healing. So thank you. Delighted. Really, really delighted. And thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for creating a space for queer body and mm. for to come together and listen and be even it's just like community makes such a difference you know the space that you're holding in your podcast is one way to be in community so thank you for for doing it for all of us oh yes and thank you i will do what i always do because people will finish and they'll go how do i how do i work with stacy so will you remind us of all the ways to connect with you Thepoliticsoftrauma.com, which is about my latest book, but that's a way you can also sign up for email list. That is a good way to make contact with me. You can email me from there. So I'll just say that, thepoliticsoftrauma.com. And then some of the places that I'm out there doing online work is with, the, with Transformative Change, that community, Angel Kyoto Williams community, Strozy Institute, strozyinstitute.com. 
Of course, there's generative somatics that folks can talk at, uh, check out, generativesomatics.org. And then I also do some some work with the Embody Lab. So there's lots of different options. <laughs> A busy woman you are, and yet very grounded and centered in the midst of it. Once again, thank you for your time. And um, I invite people to look Stacy up and subscribe to The Queer Body. We love to give you more information. You've been listening to The Queer Body Podcast, where we are redefining the edges of queer identity and healing. For more information about Dr. Laura Polak or our podcast, check out our website, communityholistichealth.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>